This is Karen from Small Bar, and you're listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the saddest Mexican in all of Chula Vista. You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Estamos on another episode of Emo Brown Decided's Mexican Podcast with the jefe, the big boss, the man they call Pepper, Professor Elias Gallegos of Alianza Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about yourself, sir. I know a lot of things about you, yeah, but sure. I, I want to put it all together. Yeah, and of course. I grew up in, uh, I'll give you the, the long story, maybe. A little bit of a long story, a little bit of a short story. So I'm from San Diego, you know, born and raised in San Diego. Uh, my dad is a pastor. My dad came from Mexico, Durango. Came over here to give me a better life, you know. And that's, and that's going to be a big part of who I am. That's a big part of who I am. And, 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 and trying, people want to understand me. It's understanding first that my dad came from Mexico, from Durango, knowing that when he had a family, it was going to be in America, that for a better life, right? And that's what, that's what I grew up with. So imagine growing up with understanding that we're here because you have to have a better life than I have, right? So as a kid growing up, that was always the process. Be thankful. I'm thankful that I was born in America, thankful for the opportunities that we have. And, you know, man, I'm like anybody else. There's nothing special about me. I'm a guy who grew up, who got in trouble a lot, you know, maybe more in trouble than other people. All right, I just got caught more. What do you say? Yeah. That? I just got caught more. It's bro. only cheating to be yeah, caught, yeah, yeah. brother. You know, so, you know, I got, I got in trouble as a kid. I was, I was an angry kid. Um, you know, a lot of things happened to me as a kid, and, uh, and I didn't know how to deal with them, you know. So when you're embarrassed, I got, I got molested as a kid by, by a teacher, by a teacher, and by a tío. And as a you know a Latino, that's you're not supposed to show emotion. You're not yeah. you keep that in, bro. No. And and imagine being a little kid, no. nine, ten, no. eleven, and, and and not understanding what's going on. And and bro, you know I was an angry kid, bro. an angry kid, you know. And uh, got into some trouble, met some guys. Long story short, I ended up becoming a, a bodyguard and a kidnapper for for people from over there. And uh, that's actually how I got into jujitsu was because of that, you know. And, all right, all right. And because uh, people here, at least in Chula Vista in the South Bay, they know you as King Jujitsu, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and <laughs> Professor Leah, it's like everything Jujitsu, Jujitsu. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and so you know, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm the highest ranking Latino in San Diego. I'm a third right. degree black belt. I started in 1996. Um, but I'm, I'm a lot more than that, you know. I, I, I realized at an early age that. You want to be a part of something greater than yourself, you know. And I think that's why I've been so successful in everything I do. I, I never like if you go to my academy, I'm not the top guy in my academy. I'm not the best fighter. I'm not the. I'm not the main. I am the the owner. I'm the leader. Of course, I'm the head. But in all my associations, you know, like Professor George, I think is is technically better than me. Professor Ron is better than me. Like all these guys that I oh, surround Professor myself. Professor Ron is a he's a beast. He's a monster. Pinky Ron. You know, but but. I understand about counsel. I understand about bringing people or surrounding myself with the right team, right? A lot of guys want to be the top. Yeah. And they're going to be the top until a little bit. This happens. Yeah. And, then, and then if they don't have the right mindset, they dissolve. You know, we, we have, I have the biggest, people don't know this, but the Gallegos Jiu Jitsu Association is the biggest association in San Diego when it comes to Jiu Jitsu. The biggest. We have seven schools. We're going to have two more by the end of the year. Um, so in the San Diego, like you know, we're 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 well known, you know, because I I understand that concept of bringing people that if that are smarter, more athletic, well known, more experienced, I bring them around me, and I don't have the I don't have an ego saying, hey, yeah, this guy's better than me. Yeah. That's why he's here, because yeah. I'm learning too. For I mean, sure, I'm learning too. I, but I also have a nonprofit. You know, I like I said, I understand. I understood at an early age that I need to be a part of something greater than myself. So we had to do jiu-jitsu, and I have a very successful team, a very successful a very successful school. But for my jujitsu, I started my nonprofit to use the platform that I had that I built to help more people. You know, and that's and, the way to do it. And my nonprofit, we help combat veterans with PTSD. We help at-risk youth, which is big in my heart. You know, I go, I work with the San Diego PD and we, with the Second Chance, and we get these kids. They're all from the Valley. They're all from the inner city. A lot of them come from Logan. All right, they don't. They, they live with their 
tía, their tía, their tíos, their abuelitos. They live with, they don't live with mom and dad. You know, mom and dad are in jail, whatever. And I go and I mentor, I counsel them, I bring them, I give them free lifetime memberships to my gym. And all that money comes from my pocket. I'm trying to give back because I took a lot. I took a lot at an early age. This is your, your like to redemption song you feel yeah, in a way? Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's what that is, you know. And little by little I'm getting away from my redemption and just saying, man, this is imagine if everybody always says, Hey, thank you for doing your part. And I tell them, you know what? What if everybody in the world did their part? There's some guy like that's, I, I that's break, a big ass, bro. bro that's bro. a big ass. Right. You know? So but look at it, if everybody did their part, bro, then the guys that are doing everything wouldn't have to do everything. Imagine if everybody did their part, you know? And the world would be a lot different than it is right now, you know. But right now, in this world of YouTube, in this world of like social media, all the hate that's going on and and stuff like that, man. You know what I realized? Here's my here's my goal every day to make ten people smile. Okay. My goal is to make ten people smile. What number are you at right now? I'm at eight. Okay. That and hold on. I, so check it out. So I was at eight, and I spent most of the time earlier reading. So I got a lot of that done earlier in the daytime, and uh -huh. I'm at eight, right? And I usually, for the most part. Go past eight or go past 10. But here's where I'm kind of, I'll, I'll be honest right now. I'm kind of scared to give myself a higher goal of 20, right? That's what I'm, my internally, I'm dealing with that right now. But I have a goal of making 10 people smile every day, right? When I, when that's my goal, and I mean, that's my goal every day. So it doesn't matter what my, what I wake up as. Do I wake up mad? It doesn't matter because my goal, I have a set intent to make 10 people smile every day. When that's when you have a goal, right? You don't have to be motivated because my intent is to make ten people smile every day. When when that's the goal, when you wake up, doesn't matter how I feel. I could be having the, the shittiest day in the world, but guess what? I have a goal that every day I have to make ten people smile. You know, profit. Anytime I'm around you, man, whether yeah. it's at a promotion, whether it's just in passing, whether whatever it is, because you, you you know you're, you're South Bay, I'm South Bay, we yeah. will cross paths from time to time. It's like a fucking motivational speaker talking to me, bro. <laughs> I swear, dude, every time that we're sitting down and we're talking, right. I, I, and I feel like I sit up, my posture gets yeah, better. Good, I look good, at you, I'm like, good. oh man, this guy's gonna tell me something. I better good. I better open up. I good. better listen. Let the pores soak in the information. Because yeah. every time I'm around you, I feel like, damn, I feel hype, bro. Good. I feel I feel like I'm on something. I'm like, oh fuck, I, I'm not doing enough. Good. I need to do more. Good. I need to do more. Good. And that's and that's look, it's not even about me doing anything. If that's the if if my job on earth if god blessed me with the with the power to motivate then i have to use that 100 for god right look when i leave today i guarantee you're going to remember the some of the things that we discussed and you're gonna, you know what and maybe maybe you're going to be like professor does 10 i'm going to start off with three people today and and bro and that's how it works that's how you, you want to be a ripple effect you want to but you want to be the right ripple effect you, you and i both know negative people the yes. guy walks in guy or girl walks into the room and they don't have to say anything but bro you feel that like oh i can't be here i gotta go you gotta, you gotta trim that fat you, you gotta grow. trim that fat but we, and we also know guys that or girls they walk into the room and the light the, the room gets a little brighter you're attracted the, to them. The, the energy like oh and you feel you and they yeah. don't have to say anything nope. right that's where i want to be i want to be able to go someplace and not say anything, but people see my vibe or just see me being happy and smiling and be like, what does that guy have? Do you think it's because of your past? That For 100%. Sin look, duda. look, you can't, or here's my philosophy. I don't think you can know true happiness. And this is just for me, for me. Elias can't understand true happiness or true joy until he's understood what real pain is. And I understand, I know what pain is. And a lot of our, our listeners right now, they're going through depression. They're going, they, people know what pain is, right? And I appreciate my happiness and my joy so much more because I've gone through so much pain, you know? There's a lot of hurt right now, man. Uh, there's a lot, there's of, a lot of people locked up in their homes because they can't leave because right. of the pandemic, because of quarantine. Yeah. You're, you're talking to people right now that are going through this. Yeah. All right. This is nothing new to them now. It's like, oh shit, I'm in it. Right. We're six months in a, in a pandemic. Bro. Right. You know, there's no end in sight. Right. Whether you believe in it or whether you don't believe in it. I mean, there's a black and then there's white and then sure. there's a gray in right. the middle. And the one thing I've learned is I, I, I got to stay in the gray. Right. I may not necessarily agree with somebody who's in the white or may necessarily agree with somebody who's completely in the black, but I feel like me just keeping an open mind, keeping my pores open, you have to be respectful to both sides sure. and learn and take what you feel is best. And, and that's the thing that most people, especially now in today's society, most young people don't know. 
but they, nobody's teaching them that, right? So I have a, I, I'm very proud to say that a lot of my best friends, like I'm a, I'm, I believe in God, I'm a Christian, right? Doesn't mean I always follow God, but I believe in God. But a lot of my best friends are atheists. Mm. I have a lot of friends that are gay. I have friends from, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that I have friends from all walks of life and all cultures because I have that same mindset. You know what? Okay, I might not agree with this and this, but hey, we agree mm. on jujitsu. Okay, let's start there. Let's, let's start a conversation there, right? I don't believe in, you believe in a different God and you know, you believe in Muhammad or you believe in Buddha, but guess what? You believe in a higher power. Let's start mm. there, right? It's you have to find if you want to be successful in any in anything right, a business. If you want to be successful, you have to be able to find the avenue, the path that will take you to a meeting place where you can grow. And where do you grow? I'm not going to grow with people that are the same as me. I'm not going to grow with with somebody, a group of people that are the exact. I'm not going to grow. You don't need yes men in your life. Not though. at all. Nah. Not at all. Now look, is that cool to have? Sure, because guess what? What 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 gets pumped up is your ego. Oh, look, yeah, I'm I'm the man. Cool. How long is that going to last? There's going to be another man that's going to come around soon. Until they find another until yes man. Come another man, right? <laughs> but if you here, here's what I tell my students all the time: everything you want is on the other side of fear. Right. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Right. So let's just talk about jujitsu because we trained, right? Well, you want a timeout. I've been trained in six oh, months, okay. bro. Naido. Naido. One, uh, you know, I have little kids and tengo sure, una abuelita with my parents. Sure. I have a lot of excuses, but they're valid reasons. Bro, okay, I don't right. want to rub my parents, my wife, everyone the wrong way. It's bad enough because right now I'm still going to work. I still right. run the two businesses. Sure. And it's like, you're going to go jujitsu and right. you give me the nastiest look. Right. No. And, and so I'm like, you, you know again, what? You have to find the yeah, right yeah, avenue. Yeah, we're, yeah, look, yeah. we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Family first. Yeah. Always. Siempre, Family first. Siempre. But you know, going back to everything you want is on the other side of fear. Right. I hated competing. I hated competing, but I knew that one day I wanted to own a business or I wanted to do a jujitsu academy. I knew that I wanted to be good at jujitsu and the fastest way to become good at jujitsu is to compete win or lose. Right. But man, it ups your jujitsu game because you have a you have a um, a game plan. You have a goal. September twenty eighth, I have a or December first. There's a tournament. Now you have a you know you have a camp and you're you're, you're prepping your training. Your jujitsu gets ready. a little bit better because now you have a focus. You're yeah. not just showing up to the gym and train, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Win or lose, when that when that tournament's over, man. Whether you because I've been at tournaments where I lost both matches. I went to tournaments I taken gold. And it doesn't matter. You still have a satisfaction. Even when I lost, I have a satisfaction. Man, I, I trained. This guy was better than me. But man, I feel good. I showed I, up. I showed up, right? Mm -hmm. And I gave everything, right? Everything you want is on the other side. There's somebody right now listening who, who's like, I want to go back to school, but I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. I got two kids, two kids and I have a full-time job. You know what? Go to fucking homeschool or yeah. go, go, go on school online. online. Do something, right? Man, I tell, especially like for Latinos, like I, I tell like, I tell them, Education is something nobody can ever take away from you. Everybody wants to have fun. Everybody wants to fuck around and play around. Look, the the cops can come and they can take your freedom. Quickly. The bank can come and take your house. No they home. take your car, right? If I rob somebody, I'll take your shoes from you and your, your wallet, right? Nobody can ever take away the education you place in your heart, in your mind. No one can take away education. Education, you know, people talk about there being a divide of race, there being an, an economic divide. For, for me, I believe it's an educational divide, right? There's people in, in America that have education and the people that don't. And when you have education, you, you can become successful. You can be, you can get money. You can do all these things when you have education. When you don't have education, you don't get shit. You can get lucky, win the lottery, okay. Yeah. But other than that- With education, you have the answers. You, you have, have the, the wherewithal to get yourself out of you, a situation. And if you don't have the answers, you know where to go yeah, to find them. Yeah. And that that's- And that's, the lack of education is just the lack of, you know, I don't know how to get myself out of the position that I'm currently right. in. Right. Who do I turn to? Exactly. And it's like, you don't know how because you don't know the resources. Exactly. Because you don't know where to go. Right. And I feel like you said Latinos, Mexicans, guy, I can only relate to Mexicans. Sure, of course. That- that is a situation that we're off with, we're yeah. always found it, man. Yeah. And it's crazy. You're and, a business owner. And it's easy for us to to say, like, when I go and talk to these kids, I'm like, what's important in your life? Oh, my girlfriend. Okay, cool. All right. What else is important? Oh, you know, my sports or my homies. All right. How come education is not important? Because in their mindset, in their environment, there's these things that are happening right away. Oh, my girlfriend wants to leave me. There's some other dude trying to talk to my lady. Or, right, 
they don't see the long-term effects of how important education is. And that's that's one of my goals when I go and do these talks to these middle schools and, and go and talk with the at-risk youth. Education, man. You, it, I mean, that is that is so big right now in my heart that I'm trying to formulate a new program with my nonprofit to really get involved in more schools. Most of the schools that I that I'm involved with are like in the inner city. They're yeah. nice, I'm, it's, it's been very hard for me to get into like the Chula Vista school district. I've only gotten to like four or five schools here. Well, I feel like there's better use of your skills, your talents in there. the inner city. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, here, sure. I mean. I was just, I had somebody on the other day who's running for Chula Vista seat, Lucy Udarte, and we were talking about that. The people, she teaches in Benita, right. you know, and she feels that the east side and the west side, there's a big divide. People sure. on the west side, we're appreciative of more things. And it's right. a, and I'm painting it with a, sure, a broad, broad brush, stroke, yeah, for sure. pero es la verdad, mano. You know, like yeah. if you go and you're teaching somebody your skills in, in, in City Heights, yeah. as opposed to Eastlake, right. I guarantee you the people in City Heights are going to struggle more to pay you those uh, those dues and everything. Sure. But they're going to show up with, you know what? My parents, they put aside this money for me to train. Right. I'm going to soak this in. Yeah. I'm going to take everything that professor says, take it home with me and live it, learn it, love it. Right. And, and and that's probably the same for 95% in Eastlake. But there's going to be that 5% that's like, oh, my dad wants me to join jiu-jitsu, yeah. so I'm going to join jiu-jitsu. I get you know what two. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So now you have seven locations. Seven locations, yeah. And you have two more on the brink. Two more on the brink, yeah. So that was always the goal. The, always the goal was to build your franchise. So, the, no, you know, the goal was to just, look, the goal as a kid, when I was a kid, I always knew I was going to be one of three things. And I, in, in my yearbook and in my two yearbooks, middle school and high school yearbook, right, I wrote down, I wrote down circle in 20 years. One of them was pastor, law enforcement officer, or teacher, right? I was, I was a pastor. I've been, been a pastor, right? And, and I'm a teacher. That's what I do. I teach. I teach people. Sometimes it's not even, I don't, sometimes in jujitsu, in my academy, jujitsu is the last thing you learn in my classes. I teach a lot about life, a lot about, a lot about just living correctly or trying to live happy, you know? Um, and those are the, those are the things that I've always wanted to be. I always knew at the early age that I was going to be helping people, pastor, right? Law, cop. I knew that I wanted to help people. That was always in my heart. I didn't, I never fathomed. Like I said, for me in the beginning in high school, uh, college wasn't, or in high, college wasn't even, in, I wasn't even looking at college and education wasn't important to me in high school. And I went to jail in high school, did armed robbery in the 10th grade, all this stuff. Not until after when I, when I went into, when I went to jail and did time that I understand what was separating people and that was education. And then when I got out, I went to college, I was a valedictorian. Um, I have two degrees. I understood the importance of education, you know? So I always knew I was going to be, I always knew I was going to be a teacher. I just didn't know that it was going to be in this format, okay. you know, and God has blessed me beyond what, whatever I could ever possibly imagine. God has blessed me. And I think when you are a good leader, uh, the right people will follow you. Sometimes the wrong people, but when you're a good leader, people will recognize that. And eventually, you know, if you keep on the right path, you're going to get blessed. What you do you know? think the, the three most important qualities are to be an effective leader? Listener, okay. you have to be a listener. Mm -hmm. You have to know, surround yourself with, so number one, you have to listen. Cause if you don't listen to what the people need, uh, you know, it's real easy to become, to become a king and hey, you're going to do what I say. Okay, sure. But you have to listen to what the, you have to know what the people want, what they need, what is required, what do they require in you? So listening, surround yourself with the right people. You know, you have to have the right counsel, the right, the right team around you. Uh, no man is an island, you know, uh, and then lastly, you have to have God in it. For me, God has to be first. You have to you have to have uh, a higher power that you're doing this for. So for me, those are the three things. You have uh, two boys. Two boys. Yeah. ¿Cuántos años tienen los hijos? Sixteen and thirteen. That's a crazy age. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where things can. Uh, it's a fork in the road for them, probably. Well, especially for my sixteen year old right now. My sixteen year old, you know, I'm going through a separation with my wife. Um, and it's affecting both in very different ways, you know? And so, right. We talked a little bit earlier, like right now, uh, today we're fasting. Me and my boys are fasting and we're fasting when we've been praying all day because my youngest one came to me and said, Hey dad, he goes, you know, he's an athlete. These are both high level athletes, elite athletes. They wrestle. They're in an elite wrestling team and going for, this is something that's going across the nation in these cities that are, you know, keeping kids away from brick and mortar and you're behind the, you're behind the, the computer all day long with your kid. So imagine being a high level athlete and now, you know, having to spend four or five hours behind a computer all day long. It's, it's, it's killing him, you know? And so he, uh, he approached me two days ago and said, dad, he goes, I, I want to quit school. And I go, okay, 
Well, why oh, did, thank it easy. Yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. I go, what do you mean? What do you mean quit school? Like, you're going to quit school and do PlayStation? No, 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 dad, no. I, I want to, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to move on. Okay, what, what does that mean? I, I think I want to join the military. Oh, okay, why do you want to join the military? So, I, every time my kids come to me with something, and this is something that parents can use. I, I think any parent could use this. My kid wanted a brand new toy, right? Why? Give me three reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so I want three reasons why you need this new toy. Give me three. If you can't come up with three, I'm not going to give it to you. If you come up with three and they're valid, I got you. <laughs> so this is a way for them to understand how to communicate better. This is a way to understand how to get what they want. And in the real world, there's a negotiation. You're, you're negotiating. I'm selling you something and you're selling me something. You sold me on how to, on, on, on coming here, right? And I'm selling people on my gym. Every day I'm selling people. You're selling people on, on something every single day, right? And so I tell them, you know, give me three reasons why you want to go into military. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go on with life that I can't be behind the computer. I'm going crazy. Okay, I take that. I understand that because we're, we're seeing that right now in our kids in the nation. Right? Cool. Second one, I want to see the world, Dad. I, I, I don't want to waste my time. And, okay, I don't know. I, 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 uh, maybe. We'll put an asterisk on yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, you know. This is the 13-year-old. The, 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 my 16-year-old. Okay, and then my six-year-old. Then the third one, he said, he just goes, you know what, Dad? He goes, I want to start living life. And that's what really, he couldn't formulate the words, but I understood what he was trying to, he says, dad, I'm ready to live life. The thought dad. was there. He yeah, just he didn't know how to give it goes, to dad, you. I'm, I've home, I homeschooled my kids for the majority of their school year or the majority of their, of their school system. Right? So my kids are, if you talk to my kids, my kids act a lot more mature than most people, their age, most kids their age. Right. And when he, that was the biggest that was the biggest, that was the money maker. When, when he said that, I go, oh, you know what? Okay, let me start looking into, let me start talking to the teachers. Let me see what the professional test is going to look like, or you have to get your GD, your GED. Because when he said that, he said, I want to start living life. He's ready to break free from being a teen. He doesn't play games. You know, he wants to start. And, and that's what really got me, you know, was that. And so this is, like you said, this is a, this is going to be a very difficult season in our life because his mom doesn't agree with that. Right. But look, he gave me three reasons. You know, and we're going to start to gather information now. I had a, a meeting with his principal and his two teachers from homeschool yesterday. Uh, we're going to get information on the GED, a proficient test, another test. Um, and we're going to we're going to just see what that looks like. And that's why we're praying today. We're fasting. Me and my two boys are fasting today. We believe in God. I believe that you put everything before God. And so we're fasting and we're looking for answers. So and, when you fast, is that a, that's a part of the process in you? Yeah. So okay. for me, so so in the Bible, Jesus fasted a lot. Right. And when you fast, you're it's the spirit and your flesh. Right. And I'm hungry right now, bro. Right. But I'm, Milo I'm, Chan, yeah. you're looking at me like funny. <laughs> Come down, man. What's going on? <laughs> right. And so, and so what that does is, is it kind of, it helps me to focus, right? It helps me to focus. Like I woke up this morning with a cleaner understanding and throughout the day as my, as my body fights, you know, cause you're training all day long and as my body wants food and, and that flesh wants to be fed, right? I'm feeding my spirit right now. I'm right now during these from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Me and my boys are feeding our spirit. We're, we're praying. I just, before I got here, I went, with, I went to their house and I prayed with them and, and then they prayed for me and we're just asking, we're seeking answers. And when you fast, I don't want to use the word like you have a, a, a direct line, but I want you to think of this. Like when you wake up in the morning and you haven't eaten for a certain amount of time, you have a little more energy, mm -hmm. right? When you eat the wrong foods, you know, you eat a, an a, 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 whole, a whole pizza mm -hmm. or eat, you know, the number 10 with, you know, with the extra large soda, you're, you're kind of sludgy and you can't focus, right? So when you fast, you're a little more clear-minded, right? And and God speaks to you better. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear the word of God better. And so that's what we're doing right now. And, and we're just praying for God to reveal to my son, Elijah, you know, what's the right path for you? Because he, he expressed what he wants, right? Which is great. But a lot of times we, we, we think we want something and when we get it, we're like, what do we say? Oh man, I wish I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Right? You know, that's why the expression, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. You know, be careful what you ask for. Cause you'll get it. Cause you'll get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so that's, that's where we're at with my son right now. He's thinking about, about trying to graduate early, trying to go into the military. And, uh, so I you attribute him. all of this, your, your parenting skill and just everything, just the past history, huh? Yeah. yeah Cause you grew sure. up, like you said, you grew up, it, was, it wasn't the, it wasn't the best way uh, to grow up. It well, was, my dad, so. <laughs> You know, my, my, I got my ass whooped for, my dad is half my size. My dad is like as dark as this table, right? If you see my dad, my dad looks like a little, he's a little Indian, right? Mm -hmm. Super dark. If my dad was to come upstairs now and call me, Mijo, come here. I'd 
Rápido. Bro, I, yeah. bro, you'd be like, whoa, yeah. who the hell is calling professor, right? Yeah. I have so much respect for my dad, right? But again, my dad was, my dad came over from, from Mexico. My dad is the oldest of 12 brothers and sisters. Damn. So a lot, of, a lot of my dad's youth wasn't spent as a kid. It was spent raising his brothers and sisters, Yeah, you know? It's a different so game plan, man. Different game plan, bro. So my, the way my dad, uh, you know, in most Latino families... There's, you know what the whip is. You know what the belt is. You know what the stick is. La right? chancla, la yeah, tabla. You know, <laughs> whatever they can grab, right? The look. Uh, my yeah. dad, man, my dad, we, le decíamos el dientes. Because yeah. he would just kind of look at you and he <laughs> showed you a little teeth. And it's like, say no more, that's dude. That's all you need. You got it. And so me growing up, my dad, my dad dealt with me the way he was dealt. You know, I got, I got, I mean, I mean, I got my ass whooped until I was like 17. I, I'm a grown ass man. And I know I could whip my dad's ass. But I'm right there letting my dad, you know, because... That's all he knew. And that's all I knew. And so one of the things that happened with my kids is as, as my kids were born, I wanted to break that cycle of, of, because that made me even mad. That made me, that I don't think that helped me any, right? It's get, it helped me to revere my dad and to honor my dad and to be scared of my dad, but it didn't help me as a man. It didn't mm. help me in my, in, in growing up as a man, you know? So I, did I spank my kids? Of course, you know, but it wasn't with anger, right? And I tried to change that cycle and, And uh, I think every generation has to have the foresight in understanding, okay, what did my dad teach me that was good that I can pass yeah. on to my kids? What did my dad do wrong that I can change for my kids? We all want our kids to be better, a yeah. better version of who we were, right? That's my goal. My there's, goal. there's no playbook, man. There, there's, there's no, there's no, there's playbook, no playbook to raising your wish, children. You know? I wish somebody, when your kids are born, somebody opens up and says, hey, here you go. Okay, let's do it. But there's like, not. Man. My brother-in-law, my sister, they're going to have their first kid within yeah. the next two weeks. And I'm telling them, I was like, bro, it's all like everything's fun and games right yeah. now until the nurse hands you your baby, right. puts him in the car. And then you're off, bro. Yeah. They're, they're, they're letting you take your child home and there's no training wheels. Yeah. At, from that point on, you are a parent. You are responsible right. for this young life. There is no playbook. There's right. simply life experience. Right. And like you said, your life experience isn't like my life experience, right. which isn't like their life experience and that and so sure. on and so forth. We got to take what we feel is best for our life at that point right. and pass it down and, to them. And that's why I'm really big. So that's when it comes to your belief system. It's yes. what do you believe? You know, the Bible says that you raise up a kid, a child in the way he should go. And when he gets older, he won't depart from it. Right. What does that mean? Not just raising up a, a child in, in the ways of God, but discipline, honor, respect, showing the, if, if you don't raise up your kid, here's what I tell people all the time. If you don't discipline your kid, the state's going to discipline when they get older. Somebody's going to, someone's going to, someone's going to whip their yeah, ass. You yeah. know what I mean? So you get these nowadays, you, man, you know, you want to look at a, a, a spectrum of, of parenting, go to Walmart, bro. And just see how kids are talking back to their parents and the parents are ah, laughing and, and, uh, man. And I look at these kids and I'm like, I'm like, I get scared because I'm like, oh my God, my dad would have beat the shit out of me if I talked back to my dad like that, you know? And these kids are talking back to their parents and it's like, I get it. It's tough being a parent. There's no playbook, right? And a lot of single parents, they need to be their kids, mom and dad sometimes. Yeah, everything. And so sometimes they're like, you know what? He's not going to listen to me or they're not going to listen to me if, if, if I'm too hard on them. So, and then what happens? They're, they're setting their kids up for failure, yeah. right? Humans, by nature, we want structure. We want structure. We, we need crave, a routine. We crave yeah, structure, we need a routine. you know? And when we don't get it, then we went wild. You know, and that's that's a lot of what you see going on in the streets right now is because of that 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 generation that didn't get structured, that generation that that can't formalize. Well, you know what? They they think differently than me, but let's sit down and fight it in the middle. They live on emotion, you know. And when you live on emotion, there's a lot. Let me tell you right now, there's a lot of people in jail because they lived on emotion. That's a fact, you know. Jujitsu for me, which I'm at a very low level, brother. I've only been doing it about two years, on and off, because I and, and it excuses like because I have a very busy schedule. I have too many things going on, but I, I I make as much time as I can prior to the pandemic to get in there. But my kids, right. I told wife, I said, there's two things these boys are gonna do. You know, it's like they're gonna learn jujitsu, right, and they're gonna learn how to play golf. Right. I feel like one thing teaches you how to protect yourself and people who are, can't protect themselves, right. you know, and the other one teaches you how to be respectful and how to be a gentleman, how to sure. play by the rules, how to have guidelines, how to have parameters in your life. Right. And my son just turned eight in August and that's the age that you can actually enroll him into like a golf academy right. and stuff. So for me, my experience is sports, bro. Sure. My experience has been through that. You know, I have great parents. They, they, I came from a family where both of my parents work. 
Um, and we were stayed with our abuelita and my tío and my tía while they were at work, you know? Right. So we that was the family structure that I grew up. So I obviously I grew up now. I, all I know is work, 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 everything. Right. And, and and my wife the same way. But jujitsu is going to be something my boys are going to look to and it's going to help them a lot. I already see it, man. Before I took them to Professor George, Professor Ron here at Chula Vista Jiu-Jitsu, they were introverts, man. They, sure. they, they, they were very awkward. They, they just knew how to communicate with themselves. And obviously right. at school, they have their friends. Sure. But I don't like... When they go into a, uh, a social situation and they get all shy, they get all like right, in right. the corner, like, I oh, know, I don't want to talk to him. Oh, right. I don't know her. Now, man, they've been doing it two years. Yeah, they've been doing it longer than me. Everything is a breeze. You know, because they have they no know, problem. They know who they are. They know who they are. They Ju- know what they're capable of. They're not afraid. teaches you a little bit about who you are. And this is a problem that a lot of kids have, especially when we get to the teens. Why do they act up? Why do they get in trouble? They don't know who they are. And so when you don't know who you are, Whatever anybody else tells you is that that's what you're gonna think you are. Oh, what are you a pussy? You don't want to fight this guy? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not a pussy. Go fight him then, right? And then what happens? You get in trouble, yeah. right? If you know who you are, you know you've been to the grinder and jujitsu and wrestling, high, in combat sports. I don't need to fight that guy. Yeah. You're a pussy. No, no, I know but, what I can do. Yeah, I, not, I don't want to go to jail for yeah. me, right? That's the problem that we have with young men, young men, young girls, young young kids. Teens, they don't know who they are. No one, no one has instructed them who they are. Jujitsu is humbling, bro. It's very humbling, right? I tell my, I tell my kids every day. We wake up when I, when I see them. I see my kids every day, even though they don't live with me. They live with their mom. I spend the majority of the day with my kids, right? I look. I, I, I believe in the power of words, right? You're a king. You're powerful. You're a warrior. You're smart. You're successful, right? And my kids know who they are because I've told them who they are, right? Because they have a, a good mentor in me, right? But how many kids are out there where their dads are, you piece of shit? And, and, and now maybe they're not. But guess what? After being told that a while, that's what they're, they're going to fall into that box. Yeah. You know, and it's it's it, it's just that's why I'm so big on mentoring. That's why I give so much of my money away. Um, like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? what? Yeah. You want to give money away? Yeah, shit, no, well, I'm, I'm going to give well, you a venue <laughs> real quick. <laughs> like, regalar, so so like, I have a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us, yeah, tell me about the yeah. nonprofit. So the nonprofit, work, the nonprofit is, is, it's the name of it is the Alliance East Lake Foundation, right? And so check this out. This is how the nonprofit came about. So I started giving free memberships to, I have a degree in counseling and another degree in theology. So I started giving free memberships to, my first program was combat veterans. We live in, in, a, in San Diego, military city, yes, right? Yes, sir. And long story short, I, I had a student who, who left over, over to the Middle East. And when I saw him a few years later, the guy was completely different. He, he came to my gym, drunk, high, wanted to kill himself. And he goes, if you weren't here, I was going to kill myself right here. I was going to kill myself in the parking lot. And I checked this out, bro. I wasn't supposed to be there. It was 2.30. I wasn't supposed to be there. Right. And God placed me there. Right. And the guy shows up and he goes, if he goes, man, I was kind of hoping you weren't going to be here. I was going to kill myself right here in the car. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, I haven't seen you for like, come in, bro. High drunk, right? Spoke for like two, three hours. I didn't know what PTSD was. I didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew is that my, my friend was hurting, left overseas and came back different, right? Okay. Hey, man, come back and just start training for free. Cool, right? Got a little better, right? And I was like, okay, what's going on, right? And then I started investing, you know, looking up PTSD. I was like, man, okay. And I put a, I did a little video on Facebook. Hey, uh, if you're a combat veteran um, and you're dealing with PTSD, I'd like to give you six months for free. Come on down. I had like 40 people show up. Really 40 people, right? And and, uh, and out of the 40, I think like 15 or 20 came because there's, a, there's a, a spectrum of people. Some people, you know, so about half the people came. And then after the six months, I think I had like even half, 50% of that. So maybe like out of the 40, I think I had like 12 when the six months were over, right? And I saw the change in these people that had stayed in the program for six months. And then I, the six months were about to be up. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have to go tell these guys they're going to have to start paying or they're going to, or, and I, and I, it was a difficult conversation coming for myself, <laughs> for you, very difficult <laughs> right? And then I sat down and I said, look, this goes back to my platform, right? About helping people, right? Am I in, 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 a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but am I in this business to make money or to help people, right? And for me, I always knew that what God had made me, how God had made me was to help people, right? Now, here's a, a very difficult, a very difficult conversation I had to have myself, okay? Do I really believe in God? 
do I really believe that if I'm doing God's work, God is going to take care of me? Like the, like the word of God says that no matter what happens, he's always going to take care of me. So you're looking at 10, 12 people right now. I had throughout my, throughout the, the program, I've had literally hundreds of people come through. Right. And to me, other people say, man, that's, you know, 179 times 20 times 50 that you're losing money on all the geese, all the equipment that you give. That's all that, you know, you're losing money. You're a bad businessman. To me, it's, to me, that's when I realized that my gym is not a business. My gym is a ministry, right? People's, bro, people's lives get changed at my gym. You know, people's, people's lives get changed. Physically, mentally, spiritually, spiritually. Bro, people's lives get changed. And from that moment on, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go tell these guys they're going to train for free for the rest of their life. Then I started, then I started posting, hey, if you're a combat veteran that has PTSD, I have a free program for you. Come <laughs> and these guys showed up, right? And I take care of that. I, you know, being a small nonprofit, the big, the big ones get the money. Little guys like me, I'll get 50 bucks here and there. You know what I mean? But it wasn't about that. It was just about me, God blessing me, and me blessing back, right? It, it's a, a universal principle. It's better to give than to receive. That's a universal principle. Why do you think the ultra rich that might not even believe in God, why do they give away most of, it's a universal principle that people need to understand. You know who suffers? People who get a little bit of money and they keep it to themselves. What happens? They lose it all. Oh yeah. They lose it all, you know? And so so back to the, to the story, I didn't even have a nonprofit. I was just doing that out of my own thing, right? And then one time a parent comes in to me and goes, hey, uh, What's the name of your nonprofit, man? I you do a lot of good work for combat veterans. I was like, what? What's like, the nonprofit? What, what's, what's that? I, for some reason, I thought nonprofit had to be like if you had cancer, like saying I don't know, right? And I go, oh, my guys don't have cancer, bro. They have. I had no idea. You know, I go, no, no, no. I go, and he goes, you don't have a nonprofit, and I go, no. He goes, where does all the money come from? And I go, that's my money. Like I pull money. Like I don't pay myself. I never pay myself. All that money I get from the gym that I pay myself, you reinvest it back. That goes back to the people in my in my nonprofit. And the guy's jaw dropped. He goes, no. He goes, bro, for a year? I go, yeah. I go, I don't, I go, I'm good. Like, you know, God takes care of me. And he's like, you need to get a nonprofit so you can, you know, the whole purpose behind getting a nonprofit was just to be more formalized so that people can take me more seriously. Mm. You know, if, if you're going to ask for money, you're going to do an event like we did this past weekend. And it's just, hey, my gym is doing this event or this guy, Pepper Brooks, is doing an event. Oh, okay, we know him in school, but eh. But now I have the ability to give people tax deductible receipts, you know, and it's more, uh, more legit in the yeah, eyes yeah, of, no. you know, that's all it is, you know. More structure. Yeah, more, very, very much so. And so that's how my nonprofit came about, man. I had my own nonprofit. I've been doing this since 2011. All right. Right. My nonprofit, we only started it three years ago. Eight so, years of, uh, yeah, <laughs> of you know, money just floating. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it's always been me, you know, every once in a while, every once in a while somebody will bless us. But you know what, man, I'm, I'm just happy. There's no payment. There's nothing worth, no amount, bro. Like I'll show, I'll show you, and I'll send these things to you. Where these guys have have. So I have a number. There's 22 people, 22 people, 22 names of people that that my program has saved mm. that wanted to commit suicide. That because of my program, they, they're, they they're step walking, off of that. Yeah. they're walking yeah. the earth right now. You know. To me, and if that's all there is, if there was only one, I'd be happy. All the money I give away, I'd be happy because because God, I'm so thankful God used me to do that for one person. But thank God we've had other people in the program that, you know, and it's like, there's no amount of money that if somebody said, hey, what if I gave you a million dollars? Could you take that? Back? Nope. No way, man. Like when you see somebody that comes to you and says, hey, professor, I'm not taking my medication anymore. You know, those, those thoughts of wanting to commit suicide, they're gone. I got a girlfriend now, you know what I mean? And like, I'm happy. You know, like when someone tells you, that's the best beer I've ever had in my life, oh man. And I mean, you know, like, that, that's, it's like, okay, bro. They're like, hey, bro, slow down. Yeah. You might have a problem. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you feel, a, sure, you feel a sense of accomplishment yeah, yeah, yeah. and pride. It's always good to be recognized always for doing good, something. Man. Yeah. But, but for me on that end, it's like, I'm just thankful. I'm yeah, thankful that God has placed me in a position to help people, you know? And so a lot of, a lot of times people will say, a lot of, uh, you know, business guys that I try to hang around with man you know you're yeah, you could be making you could be so much more and I go man I'm happy I go to the refrigerator and I got food that's all yeah I get in my car and guess what it starts mm -hmm. right like there's always a way to it's all about perspective you know like I got shoes I got I got like before man before I went I started going back to church about six months ago right before that I was a monster I was crazy I was 
I was just a monster, you know, cared about what I look like and, and this. Now I'm happy, you know, I, I'm happy I have a shirt and some shoes and 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 I just the way I, I view the world is a lot different now. I, I have a better understanding of what's important for me. What's important you, you for me? You put in the work, though, bro. For sure. Listen, for sure, yeah, yeah. Those, you have food in your refrigerator because you put in the work. Right. Yeah. You put yeah. your key in your ignition and it turns. Because you put in the sure, work, yeah. you know, it's like, I feel like right now, more than ever, it's, I feel people expect those things just to happen, right. just to automatically, oh, I'm going to open my fridge. Hey, there's nothing in there. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you know, and then this is the time where we have to, I teach my kids, like, you got to, you got to carry your own weight. Yeah. You know, sure. it's like, you, they're little. We, we, yeah. we run the house on a point system. Yeah. Wifey started. It's like, okay, you do your chores. You take out the trash. You brush your teeth. You make your bed. You, you know, if you follow right. these guidelines, you get a point. You get a sure. point. At the end of the week. You accumulate your points. How many points? You have 18 points. Ah, 20 points would have got you 30 minutes on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. You know, next go. time, next time, like we got to work a little harder. We got to right. do a little more. Blah, 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 whatever. It's that is the one thing that I feel like. Like you said, it's structure. Yeah. I don't want you to like. Um, people start listening. No, oh, okay, yeah. Pepper said this. Pepper yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like no, man. I I've seen you. Yeah. You you you're nonstop, man. You you put in the work. People respect you. People fear you. Sometimes there's a thin line between that. Well, I'm like, yeah, what's better? Sure. What's more appreciative? Sure. But what you're doing, I mean, I'm I'm paying attention. I'm nothing. You know, you're I'm pinche madrecita here on Third Avenue. But I'm like, you you've caught my attention. I'm like, oh, tell me about Elias. What do I ask him in this interview? How do I, and they're like, bro, just say. Tell me a little about yourself, and he won't shut up. I was like, "Really?" Because no se va a callar el profesor, dude. He's gonna keep talking, and I was like, "Good," because I like to listen. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I like coming into these kinds of interviews, these kind of podcasts, these kinds of scenarios where I don't know anything about the person in front of me. Right. Where I let you tell me your story, and then I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. And by the time we're done, like, fuck, hey man, nice to meet you. Like at yeah. that point, I feel like I've met you. Like it's a better way, understanding. Yeah, of there's who, a relationship. There's a connection. Of who I am and why I do those things. You know, you like, got a hard facade, Hefe. Yeah, you got a very, you got a very um, distinct look. Sure, you know, sure. see you walking down the street, people probably like clutch your purse a little Some, bit. So sometimes, you know, what's funny is sometimes I forget what I look like. You mm. know, and uh, and look, don't get me wrong, man. Back in the day, back in the day when I was doing all that stuff, bodyguarding and kidnapping, you know. Uh, People knew who I was, and when I was, when I walked into a place, people were like, "Fuck," you know, like what? <laughs> people laughed, you know what I mean? And, and and as a young man, you you that power that that cra- like that feels good, you know. And that's something that I've had to. I've always been a very eccentric person. The way I dress, the way I look, a part of it is because as a kid when I got molested, like so people like this is something I'm probably that nobody probably knows about me. You know that I'm going to share here, you know. Why am I eccentric? Why do I have this? And why why do I dress the way that I do when I go out? And, and, and you know, one thing that people will notice about me is I only wear girl sunglasses. Big ass, like, I'll, you know, like, and, but when I was a kid, something got into my psyche when I was molested where I was like, I'm going to be the meanest, baddest person because that's never going to happen to me again. And then also, I don't want to be like, I, I, I saw how people were all the same. And I didn't want to be like that. I don't want to be like everybody else, right? So I started to stand out like that a little bit, you know? And and that was part of me trying to stand out and not, because if I'm like everybody else, those are the kids that get molested in my mind, okay. right? And if I stand out, maybe I'll get that girl that I want. You know, if I stand out, maybe I'll get, I can chase my dreams. But maybe I'll, you know, standing out is good and bad. But either way you stand out, people know who you are, good or bad, you know? And that was a that was a big thing for me like that. And I, and I forget sometimes what I look like because deep down inside, man, let me tell let me let me tell you what. Deep down inside, I'm just a little chubby eight year old kid that wants to have some ice cream and be happy, you know. And and for all the things that happened to me in my life, this is who I am. That's right the now. final product. Yeah, well, not even yeah. the final no, product. This the, is the product it, currently. Currently, you know, we're in a, we're in a transition. I I believe that if you aren't completely, if you aren't constantly changing. Uh, you're not living life, bro. No, man. You know, you're not living yeah, life. You're yeah. not constantly changing. You know, I'm not happy. Yeah, for better or for worse, yeah. I'm never content. Like, like, let me ask you. Your, your, let me ask you, and let me ask the people that are just think about this. When was the last time you started something new? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you started something new? People don't like to start new shit. I don't know, professor. I just signed up for accordion classes. Man, do you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so I got a, I got a professor go. coming. I like, I like having mentors around. There me, you, you go. Know, professors and mentors, people yeah. I can learn from. Perfect. This podcast came from nothing, bro. Yeah. It was just like we don't, I don't, I don't know how to talk to people. Yeah. And slowly, I just started getting more confident. And then we started talking, and then now, like, I think you might be episode one hundred. Nice. So it's like that's what I do. That's new. And I tell yeah. my kids, like, okay. I don't want to play soccer. I don't play this. Okay, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's my biggest goal as a parent, you know, is to, to 
fill that mentor role for them. Yeah. Because it's yeah. really easy to say, oh, I'm their mentor. Yeah. I'm this. But no, it's like I want them to recognize right. that they can come to mom. Yeah. They can come to daddy yeah. and be like, bye, get okay. It's like, cool, let's do it. This yeah. is what you want to try? Let's that's, go that's, for a, it. that's amazing, man, because people need that. People need to understand that if you're the same person you were if today, if, you know, whatever today is, a 20, whatever. If you're the same person you are today that you were five years ago, there's something, there's something wrong. I believe there's something wrong, yeah. man. You got to be, you got to be looking for change. You got to yeah. be looking for, you know, good or bad. Change is change. It's, it's okay gonna, to reflect. It's going to, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to change good or bad. Helps you to grow, you know, chipping away here. Oh, you broke that out. Cool. It's going to help you to grow. But man, you got to be doing something, man. I, I, that's just me. I feel that you have to be doing something. If, if when I see people, they're like, man, you're not the same guy that you were five years ago. Good. Good. Yeah. That guy, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to know that guy that I was. That guy a year ago, I don't want to know him. That guy a year ago was a mess, yeah. you know, and that maybe five years ago that I wasn't a dad yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, things yeah. change. You keep moving yeah. forward, bro. And, and that's, that's the thing, man. People just need to realize that, you know, they have to understand what their goals are. What ask themselves: Why were they created? Whether they believe in God or or are not. What are you put on Earth for? Because I believe everybody was put on Earth for something for a specific reason, right? What's that reason? What's the goal? What's the plan of action? Go get that shit. Yeah. And and and, and at the end of the day, when I die, when I die, I want people to be able to say he served his purpose. That's all I want on my my, my that's all I want on my tombstone is he served his purpose. Whether that was to save one person's life to make. People laugh every day, right? He served his purpose. That's it. I don't want to. I don't want to be a millionaire. Was that? Would that be nice? Sure. Guess what? I already know if I'm a millionaire. If I have all this money, I'm just gonna have a bunch of shit I don't need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like an accordion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, so you know, talking about my dad. My dad. My dad knows like twenty something instruments, and he knows uh -huh. how to play the accordion. You know. You know what I could play? The clarinet, bro. All right. Because I was little, I wanted to. Play the, I wanted to be cool and play the saxophone. And my teacher goes, grab my hands and goes, "You're too fat." Accordion, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What? What? You? I guess the <laughs> the saxophone you have to have longer fingers to come across to come here. across yeah. the saxophone. All right, all right. But my why not just too, buy a smaller saxophone? Right, bro, bro, my thing, my teacher, you're too fat. <laughs> clarinet. And I was like, huh? And I was like, bro, clarinet. You know, so <laughs> that's a you know what jujitsu and golf and music, man. Yeah. I feel like music is the if you teach a, a, a child, a youngster, an adolescent how to learn to play an instrument or just yeah. how to appreciate music, that's a different world. The brain develops yeah, differently. My kids both world. play the guitar, the piano and the drums. But and like I was not a good clarinet player, but I knew that and I'm big on music. I'm a raver, right? I'm music does something. I mean, we could do a whole 18 hours on just music and how music affects you. And you know, if I tell you right now, what's the what's the saddest song you ever heard? You're gonna tell me the song that when the first time you got your heart broken, that's what was gonna resonate. Amor right? eterno, Rocio Dulcano, Juan Gabriel. <laughs> right? And it's like, what's what song gets you hype? Right? Guns and Roses, Welcome to the Right? There's a there's this universal. Más chingón que ese güey los rasos. There you damn, go. Damn, damn, just, I'm ready. Damn. All right, let's go. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like the music affects the soul in such a way. Now imagine if you know how to play music, yeah. if you know how to write music, yeah. that starts to develop things in your yeah. brain that it just makes you. It opens like, up doors that are that yeah, were never bro, open, bro. And and I love music. I wish I could. I, I wish I could. I try to. So two years ago, I started playing the guitar. Okay. And uh, and I think I got like six months into it, and then my life got so busy I stopped. But just understanding the intricacies of like, you know, because you have to use both hands. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's just like, you know, it's not the clarinet here. It's here. And it's, and it was so hard for me, so hard for me, but it gave me such an appreciation because you can see a guy, oh man, that's cool. He plays the guitar, he plays the bass, oh, that's cool. But when you're actually trying to do it, the appreciation yeah. you have for it, it's a beautiful thing, man. That is so beautiful. You know, being able to play an instrument, being able to play music, to read music, to develop music. That's, that's If I want to get lost, I'll pick up my acoustic and I'll just play alone there, in the bathroom. There you, you know? go, man. And that's it. Because no, I don't need anybody to do that. Yeah. All I need is myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to learn this song today. Yeah. And then we just learn it. And then there's a sense of accomplishment. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I came into this, I didn't know what this song was about. I learned the notes. I saw the structure. Now I know the song. Right. Mission accomplished. I feel like I put everything that I had into that. And now I can move on. And it's therapy. Yeah, for this sure. This podcast is therapy. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu for you is therapy. therapy. Yeah. Speaking to people, you know, we all have our outlets. And I think that it's very important. Yeah. If you don't have an outlet, what happens so that that energy, you positive, negative, whatever it is, is like, what are you going to do yeah. with it? You know? Yeah. And that's, I feel like you do a good job by having 
these academies and, and teaching the kids and adults, man. Right. I, I, I've gone to classes where it's all only adults. Yeah. And there's no kids. Yeah. And we call it, what is it, old man jujitsu? Old man jujitsu, 30 yeah. and up, 30 and yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> and you, it's intimidating. Yeah. Am I in physical condition to do this? Am I going to survive? Right. Oh, shit. I just saw a blue belt uh, promotion. Jesus Christ. They right. kicked his ass. Do I want to yeah. do this? Yeah. God damn, this is like the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. We do promotions a little bit differently in my academy because for me, it's, I, I teach the way I was taught. You know, I, I started with Fabio Santos, who trained with the Gracie at, who taught at the Gracie Academy. And, and Jiu Jitsu wasn't about sport back then. Jiu Jitsu was about surviving, bro. You know, and I'll never forget one black belt told me one time, he's a famous black belt. His name is Kid Peligro. And uh, he goes, Hey, he goes, Jiu Jitsu sometimes is just about surviving. Jiu Jitsu is not going to make you Superman. Jiu Jitsu is not going to let you win every single fight, but Jiu Jitsu gives everybody the tools to be able to. Cover up, protect, breathe, and, and breathe. go home to your daughter, to your son, to your wife, to, to your cat, whatever it is you need to go home to. But jujitsu at its core is just about surviving, you know, and it helps you to survive, you know. And if you can understand that in life, okay, now not, not only can I, now, not only do I know how to survive, now let me go from surviving to living to thriving. Right. But if you don't know how to survive, that's the, that's the foundation. You're, you're never going to get anywhere, you know, and, how do you know how to survive? How do you learn how to survive? You gotta, you gotta go through turmoil. You gotta go through the grind. You know? How have you survived these last six months going through the pandemic and the quarantine and everything? What has been for you personally? Right. How have you changed and developed for better, for worse? And how has that affected your academy? Sure. So I, so first things first, I never closed. That pandemic came down and the lockdown came down and I stayed open. I was like, I don't, so in the beginning, I was like, yeah, this is something, there's something going else going on here that I'm not too sure about. I'm not closing. Right. We had common sense. I told the students, look, if you feel sick, stay home. But that's like any other day before the pandemic. If you're sick, don't, don't come to the gym. Don't come to work sick. Um, so I never closed the two lockdowns. I stayed open the whole entire time. We were doing, we were doing, we called it underground jujitsu. The, the academy was open. The kids didn't come, but I was open for, and this is why I was open first and foremost, because I have those guys in the program that this is their therapy. That if it, if it, it wasn't jujitsu it's drinking right if it was jujitsu it's, it's bumps it's it's you know so that was first and foremost i made a, i made a promise to myself and then to my guys that i'm gonna stay open no matter what happens no matter how many times the city comes against me i'm gonna stay open for you guys right and if i'm gonna stay open for them you know what i'm gonna stay open for everybody and thank god i did because what ended up happening is the rise in suicide and the rise in depression yeah. skyrocketing and you know what you know what didn't close either liquor stores that's right breweries like mine they bars right. why because They'd rather have people have their vices as a clutch sure. than to have them go. Because there, there was no therapy at the right. time. From no what I was there. reading and kept hearing and the like, news, there's no AA meetings. Mm. There was nothing like that. So right. it's like, you know what? There's no churches. Yeah, churches so like, could Right? So you have to like let these guys handle what they're going to handle. So, so I stayed open. I stayed open. So the pandemic didn't affect me in the sense that I stayed open. Did you get pushed back from the city? I did a little bit. Right? Oh, but no. we'll talk about that in a second. So, oh, no. um, so I stayed open. And then, so we lost students because uh, nobody knows what's going on. So people are like, yeah, I'm not too sure. Hey, stay yeah, for sure. Cool. Stay, you know. Okay. Um, so you didn't make them feel bad. For no, that. Not, okay, no, okay. no, no. So he, this is one of those things too, where I have, uh, you know, if anybody follows me on social media, like I have my strong beliefs and I'm, I'm, and I'll say my, what I believe, you know what I mean? Because I know who I am, right? Right or wrong. And if I, and if I'm wrong and I'm corrected, I'll, I'll acknowledge that. No, okay. Let me, let me change what I believe here. Right. Um, but I was very adamant that I thought this was something more. There was something else going on here. You know, I mean, we can see the numbers. The numbers don't lie. And the flu is more deadly than, than this, right? But this is something. People are passionate with this. What's something, right? But I told people, look, I'm going to stay open. And so I had a lot, of, a large group of students that were like, you know what, professor? I have an old person at home. My grandma lives. Hey, stay home, bro. Stay home. You know, my kids. Hey, we don't know what's, how it's affecting kids. Stay home, right? So that was, that was fine. We did lose. We lost about 50% of our students during the pandemic, right? How did that affect me? It made me change my mindset on how am I going to get them back? All these other guys, these gyms that lost students, they're like, how am I going to get these guys back? I saw, I had enough insight to understand most of the guys are not going to come back because I knew it wasn't going to be a six week. It's what are we going on now? Six months? Six months. Right? Yeah. So this is how I stayed successful. I under, I was able to see that these students that stopped coming, they're not going to come back. What's the general rule in jiu-jitsu? When somebody gets hurt, when somebody gets hurt, I tell them, look, you got hurt. Don't take time off. Come, be consistent. Come with your broken, you know, with your whatever. Come to class. If you can put your gi on still, put your gi and be in class. Be consistent. 
what happens that we see this all the time? People get hurt. Professor, I'm going to take some time off because I got hurt. Please don't. Continue to come. Don't make the payment. Yeah, you're, not gonna... you're looking at, you're looking at yeah. me, Kaniko. Like, I, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> Keep coming. Be consistent. What happens when you're not, when you stop coming, right? It takes 21 days to, to formulate a, a, a habit. They just stopped coming. And I knew that that wasn't happening. So what I did was immediately I started going after new students. And that's how I was able to get, bring back students or bring uh, clients. A lot of my old students didn't come back. But I knew I had to go after new people that, that had the same mindset as me. Hey, educate. I mean, uh, you know, health is important. You know, most of my guys are like, fuck the government. This is this is a right. Whatever. I don't care. Had the same mindset as me to come in and they were able to help pay the bills. You know, city came after me a few times um, and I'm, I'm not I'm not going to close. I am not closing down. That's it. You know, they came a few times to the actual gym. We had, I had some words with them, but I told them, I'm, I'm not closing. Like, I'm not closing. I'll, I'll pay the, I'll do the fines, whatever, and I'll take it to court, but I'm not closing. The, the livelihood, uh, of like my money that I make was secondary to people say, Oh, you did it because you're, you, you know, you need money. No, no, no. God's always provided for me, no matter what. It wasn't for, the, I did it first and foremost for the guys in my program. Because you get a responsibility to, to them. them, to them, to them. And I'll, you know, I'll go and shine shoes to make money, right? But for these guys, that this was the only thing that was keeping them from putting, from putting a bullet in their head, bro. That's why I did it for them. You know, so so this these fines and people are saying, oh, you're going to go there. I don't care. I've been to jail before. That's not going to do nothing to me. You know, those guys' lives are more important than, than, than a fine. You know, so it didn't affect me that much. What I learned was that people are really quick to give up their rights. Mm. People are, and, and what I learned is that, you know, when you see things about World War II and how you're like, how did the, how did the Jews get on those carts so easily? How, how, you know, you see these, these old videos and these pictures of all these people that were getting on these trains to go die, right? How, how do you have that mindset? We saw that in 2020. Wear your mask. You can't do this. You can't. What do the majority of people do? Because they got, they, they, Fear got put into their hearts. Whether it was true or not, people, a lot of people right now listening to this podcast, a lot of people that come into the bar, they come to me, people are scared. And what are you scared of? The unknown. Why Why is there unknown? Because there's no education. They don't want to educate themselves. Who's educating our students? Who's educating America right now? Social fucking media. Social media is educating us. Yeah. It's been a crazy time, bro. Yeah. It's been a crazy time. I feel people who didn't have uh, understanding of how things work or how things are have an understanding now. Right. I feel a lot of people who are quiet and shy and didn't like to speak out are speaking out. Right. What did it take? You know, social injustices. Right. You know, um, whether it was police brutality or people protesting and rioting. Right. Whether it's you know from the top all the way from the top from yeah. the president all the way down to local um, government. I feel like people, like you said, are turning over that rock. Right. Are asking the questions. Right. No longer. I feel like you said people just. Gave up their rights quickly. Sure. Six months in, though, yeah, I feel like they're trying to get them back. Now they're like, "Whoa, wait yeah, a minute! Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. trusted you. Wait, yeah. now you know." And, yeah. and it's a, it's a. I really feel people are looking at 2020 it's like, "Oh, this is the worst time." I feel like we're gonna come out of 2020 with a greater understanding of who we are. Like I, yeah. I, I figured out. I thought people were my friends. They're not my friends. And then I thought people are like, oh, this guy doesn't yeah. care. Right? And, bro, turn, this guy it, stepped up. Man, on this. Some gonna, of these guys stepped up to the plate. You're surprised. And I'm right? like, whoa, what? And, and, but what does it take? It takes turmoil. It takes, yeah. it takes fear, oppression. It takes and, removing all of the layers and being exposed completely. And yeah. then you see, okay, I trimmed the fat. Like yeah. I've been saying that for like the last three months at yeah. least. Slowly just removing people who mm -hmm. are in my life. I'm like, why is this person really in my life? Right. What do you they know? want from me? What, what do they, they want? What yeah. are they going to get? What am I, more importantly, what am I gaining from right. that? Right. You know, it's like, when I look at a relationship, it's like, what can I learn from this person? Right. You know, nothing. We're just shooting the shit. Yeah. I'm a dad. I can't just shoot the shit. Yeah. I can't just be out there hanging out, partying, no. having a good time. Like, I, I, I have responsibilities, right. you know? And as it relates to the business, it's like, okay, you know what? We have to do this. We have to do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. We stay open. We stay open. Okay, now we have to do this. Okay, let's do that. Right. We jumped through all the hoops. Yeah. We, you know, whether they were on fire or not, we jumped the hurdles. We moved around. We and we've stayed liquid and we stayed fluid throughout this whole thing. We stayed open. Yeah. You know, the the brewery, we never closed. Good. We 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 stayed open for delivery, for pickup, for indoor seating, for outdoor seating, and no more indoor seating. Only outdoor seating, then indoor seating again. Sure. And yeah. it's just been a roller coaster. Yeah. But it's like, and I tell people it's like, oh my god. 
They asked me, why are you still aware? It's like, bro, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. I said, you don't know the work that it took my team, my family to get this thing going. Sure. That we're just going to just, you know, roll over and take it. Huh. It's like, that's not happening. Yeah. It's like, so long as my name is attached to something, I have a certain responsibility that right. I have to live up to. And I'm not going to let that down. Yeah. And, I, and it's funny because I tell my kids and people think it's a douchebag thing to tell my kids. But I tell them, hey, you're a Garcia. Right. And what do Garcias don't do? We don't quit, daddy. We win. It's like, good. And I said, that's. If, and it doesn't matter what people think of that. Yeah. What matters is that your kids believe that and, yeah. they, and they go with that. And the, and the best part is, is when they flip it on me. Right. Like, they'll see me like, oh, yes, the cantao. I don't yeah. want to do this. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? Maybe we should just la, la, la. Whoop, they will. Daddy, we're Garcias. We don't quit. You right. know, like my middle kid told me now that. The, now yeah. the student is helping yeah. the team, And I bro. was like, oh, man. And I, that, I look at wifey or like whatever. And I'm like, well, all right. No, you know, we got to keep it going. We yeah. got to keep it going. So you're not alone with what you learn, bro. Yeah. You know, you're not alone with the people that have. You've had to shun off and then turn your back on yeah. or vice versa. They turn sure. on you. Six months is a motherfucker. Yeah. Six months is a lot of time to realize what's right, what's wrong, what's black, what's right. Yeah. And be just, all right, you know, I'm going to hang out here in the middle. Yeah. I'm going I'm to take from here. I'm going to take from there. You know what What else? Just to kind of piggyback on like the last question, like what have I learned? I've learned to be more, not, not so much empathy, but I've learned to broaden my my awareness of why people act the way that they do. Mm. You know, did you say white people or white, white? white people? Fucking the right. devil. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Like white people. Well, white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> white people act the way they do. Like, especially now, like, you know, you see on social media, you see people just arguing back and forth. Yeah. And, and before it would be easy for me to be like, yeah, this, that's because, you know, you have no, you know, but now I take a step back and you know what, man, I don't know what this person went yeah, through. I don't know. And nobody knows, nope. man. Nope. And maybe this person says they hate me, but they don't hate me. They hate the idea of me, or they hate yeah. they hate something that happened to them, and and, and I remind them they hate what and, they built you up to. Be. Yes, and you know, and and ever since, and this process, man, I wish I could say I've had this forever. This has only been the last year. The last year I've been able to to I've always been really good on on okay, you believe differently than me. Let's find the middle. But now somebody that I can't find the middle with, I'm still like. Okay, why, why why are they hurting so much? And it's usually it's because there's a hurt, right? Okay, how can I how can I try to understand that to better at least one day maybe start a conversation with them, right? And that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to understand because there's a lot of people hurting, bro. Like we talked about, a lot of people hurting, right? And it's easy to be like, fuck that guy. He believes in this or he doesn't believe in that. Fuck that guy. Fuck those guys. Fuck all of them. Fuck those guys that don't look like me, right? Super easy. A lot, yeah. But man, how much more powerful it is if you can say, you know what? I don't know. I don't understand what those guys are saying. I don't understand why they believe the, the way they believe. It let doesn't go, matter. Let me go try to find out. Yeah. Because there's, at the end of the day, we both bleed red, right? And we're both we're both humans. We both have a family. We both this. Let, let, that's the middle right there. We're God's creation. That's the middle that everybody has to try to find. Black, white, red mix doesn't matter. Rich, poor doesn't matter. We are humans on this earth, and we're all brothers and sisters. And and it's it'd be easy to say all. Oh, this this group of people doesn't want us to to understand that, but man, the other day I look at you, black. I don't care if you're fucking polka dot. We're on earth together. How can I help you? Let's see. How can I help you? How can I help you be a better person of yourself, better version of yourself? How can you help me be a better version of myself? That's what we should be doing as humans. That's what we should do, we should doing as people walking the face of the earth. Is that you know? Pepper Brooks, Elias Gallegos, the big boss. What else? What else you want to get? Out? Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that colorful uh, Donald Trump gi that you got? I saw the other day. Oh, so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a, so look. I'm a Christian. I'm a I'm very conservative when it comes to like money. Um, but look, when I was younger, I was a liberal Democrat. I was mar I did all these marches. You know, Prop 187. How, how do you? How do you? I'm 41. Okay, so I'm 45. Remember Prop 187? Governor you know, P. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was you know I was in I was when I was in college and I was I was a big time liberal. I was. A, you know, I wouldn't call myself a Democrat. I was very liberal, you know, in, in, in trying to march for injustice. I was I was a big advocate of that, you know. And like anything, you grow and, and experiences change you, you know. So now I'm I'm very conservative. Um, but even then when when there's a point of view that that someone doesn't agree with me with, I try to find, I try to get all the information. Find common ground. All the information. Boom. Let's 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 shuffle it. Let's see what's okay. Oh, you know what, Elias? Because of your presuppositions, because of the way you were raised, that's why you think this way. But look, this is the truth here, okay? And then have to have the mindset to be like, you know what? You're right, bro. I'm sorry, you're right. Let me let's let me bring this to my camp. Let's right. So, I'm a conservative, and, and I'm and everybody knows that I'm, I'm a conservative. Uh, you know, America. I'm, I'm I'm very thankful. 
that I was born here. You know, we talked about it a little yeah, bit earlier sure. because my dad brought me here and my dad always instilled it in me. So my students for my birthday brought me that. My student goes, hey, I got a, I bought you a gift. That thing was sold out, bro. That I got, <laughs> when I saw that thing, I was like, yeah, it's a Donald Trump gig. You know what I mean? And I catch a lot of, I catch a lot of, uh, I catch a lot of flack for being a Latino that is conservative. So it's, so people need to understand this. I'm a Latino that's conservative. Our, and look, no matter who the president is, I support my president, right? The Bible, so as a Christian, right? So you can understand my point of view. As a Christian, the Bible says to support, to pray for those in power over you. I prayed for Donald Trump. I prayed for Obama. I prayed for Clinton, right? But people just see what they want to see. Very true. People see what they want to see. True. Look, and, and I'm going to share this, and, I, and I'll, I'm going to share this. Look, I was a big, I'm a big thing. My dad came to Mexico, or my dad came from, from Mexico, and he did it the right way. He became a citizen. He did it the right, he waited. You know, and you have all these other people that were coming. And whether you believe in that or not, people, you know, because I made some statements online, people are like, oh, you hate your own people. I go, bro, I don't hate my own people. But, but there's a way to get in. You know, there's, there's a, the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. Now, let's think about, are they leaving death? Or, man, that's, that's, another, that's another story, right? But people need to understand that I believe the way I do because of my background, right? And people say, oh, you're not Latino. You're not this. And I go, how can you fucking tell me that? Like, yeah. I can't change my blood. I your can't experience. My, 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 to my, right? Yeah. But look. When, when the train came, when the, all those people were over there, right? My nonprofit, and this is the first time anybody ever knows this besides the person that, that helped me. We sent money over there, bro. You know, people are like, oh, you hate your own people. It's not that I hate my own people. No way, man. I love my own people. I love my fucking people, right? But I just want them to do it different. I want everybody to do it the right way. Why? Because my dad did it the right way. Now, if my dad did it the wrong way, maybe, maybe it'd be different, different right? Yeah. But look, my nonprofit sent money to feed and to, to feed house, uh, a lot of the people that were on the train that came from the uh, from uh, Central America, yeah. and nobody knows that, and nobody needed to know that at the time. Why? Because people had this perception of me, so people don't need to know what I do. People see what they want. They like see what they, they want, want, you know. And it's like, man, I help. If you're in front of me, that's why I help. That's why I help the person who's in front. I can't worry about somebody who's a hundred miles away when I have somebody who's right here who needs help. If that makes a little bit more sense, you know? So to answer your question, man, I'm a conservative my, and uh, I'm a Trump supporter, right? <laughs> I, I asked you about your geek. That is, that's it. That's why I loved it. That's what they gave it to me. It was a birthday present. That's a like, colorful ass and I, geek, And I rock it all the time. I rock it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming in, man. This Thank you for having me. I love to know it. you a little bit more. You know, it. now I understand the tattoos. Yeah, you're yeah. a raver. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a romantic for hope, for new beginnings. You know, it's like, it all makes sense. It yeah. all ties in. And jujitsu, that just keeps you sane. Yeah. For, you know? for, for, that just for keeps real, you sane. Otherwise, there'd be a lot of scared people uh, rolling around. You'd be like, este wey me va a romper los brazos, no manches. <laughs> hey, for real, brother. Thank you for making your academy available to us. Of course. I appreciate my chi My children have learned a lot. Thank you. My goal is to get my wifey to join. Of course. You know, course. Um, I appreciate it, man. No, thank you. I, I, I want to say this before we leave, man. I want to thank you guys. For supporting the nonprofit, you guys donated some beer to the nonprofit. I mean, I want to say this: there was a lot of other breweries that promised that they were going to support us, and the last day they backed out, man. Oof. The last day they backed out, and uh, I want to tell you guys thank you because drop that, some names. Let me hear who backed out so I can give them a call. Who, Bord, who, Border X backed out. All right, Border Jeez, X backed out. No. Border X. They promised me some stuff, and then they backed out. You know, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" You know what I mean? And and glasses came through. You know what I mean? So I want to thank you. Ese pinche glasses. Yeah. Yeah, we're here man I'm yeah. down for the cause Whatever Thank I you, tell brother. Professor George all the time like yeah. whatever you guys need I'm here if there's anything I can do to support you guys have helped me Thank I started you. at 240 pounds I'm at 205-ish right now because of the Thank pandemic you. imagine if you were coming through the six months 180 I'd, I'd probably be dead I'd probably catch a Rona and fucking die <laughs> I'll be back right Thank right you brother Te lo agradezco Thank you brother That is a wrap Thank you for listening to another episode of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Pay our website a visit, emobrown.com. That's where you can find access to all of our episodes, information on how to join the Patreon, Emo Brown, the social club, as well as pick up all of our merch, hats, shirt, patches, masks, todo el pelo. As always, our episodes are brought to you by the wonderful people at the Miso Healthy Company award-winning true full-spectrum cbd grown in california and sold worldwide lolita's mexican food patience is the essence of fine mexican food located all throughout the san diego county specifically near deer home chula vista 
Balboa Avenue Dispensary for all your medicinal or recreational cannabis needs. Follow them, the Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Thank you very much. If you ever want to reach us, leave us a message, ask a question, share a thought, or just say hello, give us a call. 619-728-9300. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon.